0: podcast not dumb blondes i'm katie and i'm elizabeth and we are both actually secondary education and english majors uh that means that we are getting certified to teach 612 Mm -hmm. but we both prefer high school students (laughs) um i'm getting my minor in theater theater is a massive part of my life it kind of goes in a list of three theater my dog i should say books but I can't. Um, definitely cookies and baking cookies probably because it brings people happiness if I'm being really candid. Yeah <laughs> okay. um, I guess my top three would probably be dance. I've been dancing for over six years now um, and I spend a good amount of my time watching Netflix um, and I just finished Jane the Virgin so if you have any suggestions for me. How does um, she represent the American dream?
1: Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> we can
0: talk about it later. Yeah, okay. um, and then I guess number three would be my cat. Um, her name is Mitzi, and she is incredible. Follow uh, her on Instagram. Yep, Mitzi <laughs> <Is she laughs> Pritchard. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, disclaimer. I think that we both felt, or I felt, that we should put on it is uh the sarcasm might be a little bit high. Uh, we don't intend for it to be, and that would never be a scripted thing. But I feel like <laughs> sarcasm you can't always cut out because it weeks. Uh, I think discussing our why. Why are we studying literature? Why do we want to teach kids? Why are we here and why should we be listened to? Um, well, I love reading. I have grown up reading literally everything. My mom was an English major, so <laughs> we would read the same book at the same time and then like car rides, sitting down to dinner, whatever. We were always we start Ooh, really young. I I vividly remember reading the Twilight series at the same time, like at the same time and like the fourth book it was just like weird and Ew, I was like, "Oh, we're reading the same thing and I'm in like 6th grade. This is awkward." Um but it was great. I love it and we still do it now, which is great. She buys books, I get to read them. <laughs> I get all the books I want. It's awesome. Um but I think in terms of why i'm going into education um yes i love reading but it wasn't until sophomore year of high school when we read lord of the flies that it just like clicked for me just how valuable literature is um it like absolutely blew my mind and i don't know why but it blew my mind that you could have like a basic story about something but then like woven throughout it through symbolism and everything like here was this whole other meaning of what the author was trying to say and like that just opens the door to a whole new world of when you're reading books and I don't know I was pretty mind blown I can't wait to show that well that yeah oh yeah (laughs) I think I I'm actually impressed because I think when I read Lord of the Flies I don't think I got it yeah which (laughs) is I don't know I was also sophomore, but my maturity level was very different. Um, <laughs> I guess my why, my why is a little bit different. Why I chose English, I have always been the kid that went to the library and got 25 books, like that was what I did. That's where I spent my summer. Um, I wasn't reading, I was never the kid that was like, oh I read Jane Eyre when I was in eighth grade. Like, <laughs> um, I really don't think I could comprehend that probably until late high school. There are some people who can, it's impressive. Um, but I've always loved to read and then the education side of it my mom is a teacher and my aunt is a teacher and I always felt like it was in the blood so I, I think teaching is in the blood I I don't know what gene it's carried in but <laughs> it definitely is uh, and I had a high school teacher that was phenomenal um shout out if you ever hear this Schwartz but <laughs> you really instilled the love of being able to understand other people Uh, through literature and learn other places through literature and I think like you were saying with Lord of the Flies it just adds another level we get to know people Mm -hmm. and you get to know the world different perspectives yeah Yeah. and I just I think that's special because I I, like we have all this media but nothing means anything Uh, exactly yes and I feel like the older the book like The more, almost sometimes, the more you can take out of it, and I guess someone probably can fight me about that. But (laughs) if a book can withstand hundred, you know, hundreds fifties of years, (laughs) it it, it's obviously important. Yeah, and I think it just shows that throughout time, like the circumstances might change, but everything's still the same. Like the human experience is universal. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, we even get that from. What is it, Antigone we just finished reading? Yeah. <laughs> um okay, so I guess we should say why why podcasts? Uh well <laughs> we spend too much of our time already talking about books. <laughs> um I like I wish I was kidding, but that's I think it's just become the best way for both of us to make sense of what we're reading. Yeah. And while we're analyzing things, we get two different perspectives and maybe that's just the teacher in us the whole collaboration then. Yeah, and it's exciting because I can't wait to have a book and think it's wonderful and give it to a group of students because I will have probably like 90 students of the same age <laughs> yeah. plus um, and have them all have different opinions. Yeah. I think that's something that you and I have started to learn is almost, we almost never have the same opinion. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> about the books <laughs> that we're reading. Uh, okay, so why podcasts, not videos? Um, well, personally, I do not, not like watching myself on <laughs> film. <laughs> on film? <laughs> are we gonna... Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just thinking, if you could see us right now, we both have our hair up, um, we are wearing giant... What are you... What are you wearing? They're, like, the sweatshirt ones blanket, the sweatshirt blanket. Like a Snuggie, but it goes around your whole body. <laughs> Um, yeah. But I think this is how we imagined it, um, because I guess as our title suggests, we're not done blondes, so you don't need to know what we look like to understand our perspective. I think that almost helps. I guess we tell you that we're blonde, but you don't know how tall we are or what we look like, uh, so it's kind of nice to be able to hide that part of our identity, um, except for our classmates. What's up, guys? Thanks for listening. (laughs) Taking your time out of your day. Also, thank you, Mom, for listening. (laughs) Also, Mom, thank you. Um, So what is this podcast going to be? Well, technically this is a project for class, but it doesn't really feel like a project necessarily. Like I said, we do this all the time. Um, But we are reading, is it five novels? We are reading five novels in class, yes. Yes, um, for our American Literature class. So those are Ceremony, As I Lay Dying, Invisible Man, Into the Wild, and A Visit from the Goon Squad uh there are a couple other books and if you have recommendations and we have time we are up to reading them mm-hmm. um and we are going to also at some point it's going to be a surprise episode because <laughs> it depends on just what's going on um reading Michelle Obama's book Becoming mm-hmm. yes yep that just came out and kind of talking about that because i feel like she fits directly into our our category of people which we've talked about yeah um, so what what are we doing? What are we doing? We are looking at women. Underrepresented groups. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> underrepresented <laughs> groups, which can be either racial minorities or women um, or just someone not represented. And that can either be in the book or in real life. So sometimes someone who's part of the mi- the majority is the minority within a book. And I don't know if we come across that. Do you know what I'm saying? So if a book is about, like, if, if say, the whole book was about women, which we won't really encounter this semester, mm-hmm. and there's one man and he's feeling really displaced, we would probably talk about him. Yeah. Um, and this is something that we are just kind of using and abusing our conversation because we talk about these people in books. All the time. All the time. They get all our attention. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The most minor characters. Yeah, so we're really just looking at how they fit into the American dream, whether it be um, our people, the majority, are they using these people to kind of get themselves ahead? Mm -hmm. Um, And kind of just how they work within their circumstances just to achieve their own American dream and what that might look like for them. And I think when we are looking specifically at minorities, we're also looking at is the American dream possible for them, mm-hmm. or is it, for lack of a better word, a white man's dream? And really, can women achieve it? Can people of other races achieve it? I don't. I don't know. Yeah, We will figure we, that out as we, we go. We will figure it out. Um, our knowledge about the books that we're reading, other than Ceremony, um, is pretty limited. So it's going to be a surprise to all of us where this goes. Mm-hmm. Um. We also kind of want to talk about what we believe the American dream is. Yeah. You want to go? Okay. Yeah. So, um, I guess personally, just thinking about it, um, the American dream is financial stability, um, just being able to support yourself, um, and then for me, it's just pursuing your passion, um, and finding something that brings you fulfillment, whether that be your career or. You know some your family, mm-hmm. which is also a part of my family, and just having a house, just those kinds of things so success what is success part of your American dream like I guess it depends how you define success to and me how are you defining success <laughs> well, to me, it's all about just have like feeling fulfilled mm-hmm. and that can look different, so for me, it would be teaching in a high school that I like and feeling like I'm making a difference like that's mm-hmm. obviously the whole reason you go into education is having that effect on future generations and if I I won't obviously feel that every day but if I can <laughs> see that like I'm making a difference and like that senior looks at you you're not feeling a dream yeah he's <laughs> right. like I hate you and you're like mm-hmm, just read too. the book <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. please just read it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean yeah um I guess my American dream I I think the American dream is attainable, but it's attainable by your definition mm-hmm. um so mine is a successful career. it's to own a house um which I think kind of goes with the financial stability um I also think the American dream is happiness and peace with the people you love. That's what my American dream is. Mm-hmm. I want um a dog I actually want four, but we'll see of course um. <laughs> I want to get married to my best friend. That's part of my American dream. Um, I want to achieve my achieve my dreams. So I guess like, whatever I dream of, I want to be able to do. Like feeling like you made it. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what that's gonna mean yet because I have so many ideas in my head. Like, you know, you're already thinking about grad school. At least I I'm already thinking about grad school, and I'm like, okay, well, well, do I want to go into, you know, get my masters in education or theater. I think my world is a little bit upended because I have so many dreams and I can't decide. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I want to be entirely yet when I grow up. I know I want to start being a teacher, (laughs) but who knows, maybe I'll be an astronaut. I can't do that. I would be so impressed if I became an astronaut. You call me up and you're like, "Hey, just you know, I'll be in space next week." Uh, couldn't happen. I have a physical. You're <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Spine surgery kind of makes that impossible. Um. Yeah. So maybe you need to alter your dream a little bit. But <laughs> I don't want to go to space. That'd be lonely. Um, I right. I. I think our final, our final point. So I have more points than you, but that's just not. I talk more than you, unfortunately. <laughs> um. Is. To make the world a better place. Um, better than I found it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you've gone into the woods, and then, like, his science says, like, leave better than you found it. Like, pick up trash. Mm-hmm. And I guess my life goal is to pick up trash and just literal and figurative trash. I was going to say that. Was, and to make good. it cleaner. Um, I'm excited. I'm really excited for this podcast. Me too. Because I think we're going to get different perspectives on the American dream Mm -hmm. and do you think it'll change? Do you think these books, if we go back to what we were saying earlier about how books can change our life, do you think any of these books have a possibility of changing your life? Oh, 100%. Which one? I really am really excited for the Michelle Obama's book. Um, I know it's not part of the main list. Um, I don't know. I guess if, if anyone is out there, let us know what book, if a book has changed your life mm-hmm. and which one has changed your life and if you think we should read that book. Oh, yeah. And send it to us because we don't have the money to buy <laughs> an infinite amount of books. Okay, I think, do you have everything? Yeah. Is think, that good? Yeah, I think we're good. Did we do it? Yeah. High five? Bye, guys. See you next week. Bye. (laughs)